Yeah, Jeez, why, why do you think they called bumpers, Gary? <laughs> I don't know. Because they come at the beginning at the end, like bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Alex, you're a marketing guy. Do you like that design behind Paul? Does that, that sweet logo thing look pretty cool to you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's, that's really professional, isn't it? <laughs> it? Well, this is a professional podcast. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud and subscribe today. Now it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. everyone. Welcome back to Sweet Talk, our weekly podcast here at Idaho State University's Continuing Education and Workforce Training. I am, as always, your co-host, Paul Dickey, the Video Instruction Manager and Apprenticeship Coordinator here at Sweet. As And joining me again, always, the man I can't do this without, Gary uh, Salazar, our director. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Hey, that sweet starting to start to sound more like a tweet. Pretty good. I think we have, uh, yeah. you know, uh, maybe we should get rid of me actually saying sweet and kind of replace it with an with an audio effect. An audio effect. All right. Yeah. All right. Sweet. You, know, we never, you and I can have a competition on that, too. That'd be kind yeah. Of cool. Yeah. So so, hey. Just anyone who watches the podcast on our YouTube channel, Gary and I have been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on this graphic design thing. And behind me is uh, a graphic design that you know we've done recently. And then behind Gary is the old graphic design. If anyone has any opinion about this, could you maybe send us an email or post in the comments of the video? Let us know which one you prefer because we've been battling back and forth on this. <laughs> yes, it, it is a fun little thing and, and partly due, um, mostly due to uh, the design and ingenuity, the creativeness of Paul. Yeah, he uh, helped create the first one. He's created the second one. I have a partiality, so to see. So it, it's a fun thing going back and forth. Paul, thank you for the intro. Uh, we're going to have a great podcast today. Also joining us is Angela. Angela Wilhelm is our, our marketing coordinator uh, extraordinaire. Angela, welcome today. How are you thank doing? Thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Hey, we're all fine so far. Looking forward to this podcast. We have a great guest, I understand. We do. We have Cassie Leatham. She is the owner and operator of Ampersand Creative. That is a new female-owned small business in the Southeast Idaho region. We're extremely excited to have her here. Welcome, Cassie. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we were just kind of talking. Um, I, my name's Cassie. I actually do have a, a, another full-time job. So I work for Mountain America Credit Union. Um, this started out as a, as a hobby <laughs> and it's, kind of blown up. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. So we'll talk more about that. But uh, I'm an ISU alum. I graduated in 2010 with a, oh, sorry, that's my dog, um, <laughs> with a, a, a bachelor's of arts, uh, really an emphasis in public relations and advertising. So I once upon a time thought that I was actually going to be a copywriter for some big ad agency, but you know, things didn't Things didn't work out that way. So here we are. Um, but yeah, no, I'm married um, to my husband. I actually met at ISU as well. And we have one little girl and a dog um, that you might hear more from 
during this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> that that's cool. What what a great connection too with with ISU and then coming around full circle. And I love the idea of you you having a full time job and you have this this hobby or side gig and it, it seems to be doing pretty good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, what it is. So you came up with a cool name, Ampersand Creations, huh? Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking it was a cool name. <laughs> so uh, I did. I do a lot of graphic design on the side, and I have because um, that was one of my favorite classes at ISU. And so I, I always love the the ampersand symbol because I think that I love it when people have it like in their names um, because you can do so much with it visually. Uh, I actually that was my very first tattoo. I'm an ampersand tattoo. Um, so. <laughs> I know we're getting deep today. It's going to be fun. Uh, I won't tell you where. No. Um, so I have an ampersand. So then when I was trying to come up with a name for my company, I was like, well, obviously I've, I've got to do this. So I um, have a huge collection. They have yet to be hung on my wall down in my workshop, but a huge collection of ampersands that I put up there. And um, yeah, so that's how that's, that's where the name came from. I just have always loved the symbol. Most people, when I tell them what it is, they're like, I don't know what an ampersand is. And I was like, yeah, yeah it takes a while. You know, yeah. You try to like draw yeah. it out. It's, it's, it's the end symbol. So now, going through school, I always call it, I just said the end symbol. Yeah. The end <laughs> symbol. That's what it is. So, yep, exactly. So you got this great name and, and this is a fairly new company that you've started like in the last year or so. Yes. Yep. So I, um, <laughs> I don't know how, but a few years ago I started getting, advertisements for, um, I think a lot of people have heard of a Glowforge, which is just like a hobby. It's a laser that you can have at home. A lot of, I don't want to say a lot of people, people have them though. They're, they're pretty expensive. <laughs> so I started getting ads for it and I was like, oh goodness, like, oh, that's, that's like, other than a house and a car, that would be like the most expensive thing I've ever purchased in my life. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And then I started having like more interactions with people who owned them. So my neighbor came over one day with like a custom cute little Christmas ornament for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, where'd you order this? And they're like, oh no, no, we have a little laser. We just made it. And I was like, okay. And then my brother-in-law bought one and started making us all kinds of fun stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I told my husband, I think I want to do this. I think I want to buy one. I'm involved with a lot of different like nonprofits boards that I'm on, like just community stuff. I was like, I could, just, even if I just make it for them, it would be mm -hmm. fine. It would yeah. be great. And he said, I don't think you have time. I don't think you're going to use it because you never use our Peloton. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> apples and oranges. You can't compare it to people workout equipment. Okay. So, <laughs> So then I said, well, now I'm buying it out of spite. So I ordered one. <laughs> um, it wasn't a Glowforge. I did a bunch of research um, and got a different one. It was called an X-Tool laser box and got it delivered. And I started joining some laser groups on Facebook to kind of figure out how to use it because there's not a lot of tutorials. So um, join that. I have a, I now have a really good laser buddy that lives in North Carolina that I met through Facebook and we FaceTime occasionally when we're having like software issues and things like that. And um, we've become like a really good resource to, to lean on and from all the way across the country. Never actually met her in person, but um, so it's been a lot of fun and it just, it blew up and I've been so busy that, you know, my plan was to maybe upgrade to a bigger and better, faster, more professional laser 
a few years down the road. Um, and then I spent 11 hours in my basement doing tumblers, uh, engraved oh, oh. tumblers one day on a Sunday. And I was like, no, not doing this again. Um, I, yeah, I need a new machine that's faster and quicker. And I ordered one now and I can bust out a hundred tumblers in three hours versus like 11 or 12. So, um, it's been fantastic. So, so I, um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So can, can you explain what the machine is actually? Cause I'm not familiar with the one. Yeah. So it's, it's a CO2 laser engraver. Um, and so what it can do is it, it uses a CO2 glass bulb to engrave or etch out things. So for instance, on tumblers, if they are powder coated, which most stainless steel tumblers are, basically all it's doing is it's burning off that powder coating and it's burning the design into it. Um, same with the wood. It's basically just burning into that. It can cut acrylic. Um, I can do, I do a lot of stuff with leather and it, it can't do, there's a couple things you can't do with it. So it can't cut metal. You can mark on it. Um, and then you can't do like plastic things. So plastic things or fake leather will actually release a toxic gas and it will ruin my laser and most likely kill me. So I always tell people, I'm like, if you have something that you want me to do, I really have to make sure I know what it's made out of. So, um, but yeah, it's basically, it's, it's, yeah, it's a laser. I just, I laser so, all the things. So, okay. So is it like etching on the surfaces? Is that kind of what, what you mean? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So all those, um, like if you see a, a stainless steel tumbler, that's a, that's a color, but then it's got like a silver marking on it. That's okay. kind of looks like it's been kind of cut out. That's what it does. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so I, you know, you told me that you, Hey, I, I decided to get this, but what was the, like the seed that went, I, I think I want to do this. So it really, I think what really pushed me over the edge was seeing that my, and my brother-in-law has one that he really just uses kind of for fun. They make a little money off it. He does smaller orders and stuff. He's got way more kids than I do. So, um, so he doesn't have maybe quite as much free time. I don't know. Um, but I, I actually, I told my husband that if you, if you were to ask me like, what are you good at? I probably wouldn't be able to give you very many answers, if any, but this was one thing where I, like I thought about it and I was like, I think I'd be really good at this. I really think yeah. I'd be good at this. And it was one thing that I was just like, I'm excited about. I'm passionate about the cost of this thing absolutely terrifies me, but I really think that I can make it back. So I'm going to go for it. Nice. So, um, so, I mean, obviously you, you kind of had an inkling that you could make your money back. Mm -hmm. So, um, did you already have some businesses in mind or do you, I mean, how did you find customers in the first place? How did you find yeah. your customers in the first place? Cause you get this machine, you have it and you go, I can do this, but how do I let people know I can do this and get those customers? Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's a great question. So I, um, I think I mentioned before I'm involved in a lot of different things. I'm on the kind community board. I'm on the alumni association board. Um, I, my husband and I coach a first tee program here in Pocatello. It's a youth golf program. Um, just lots of different things. And I figured, okay, I'm just going to start out making stuff for them. Um, that was really kind of my goal. And so what happened was I'm also, um, involved in our ladies golf association for Juniper Hills. So we had a big tournament and they said, Hey, can you make us cups? Can you do some tumblers for us? We're going to give them away as prizes. Sure. No problem. So I did, you know, 30 cups and posted a picture of it. 
And within about two days of posting a picture of it, I had several or like large orders, like in the Whoa. hundreds of tumblers um, just within the next couple of days. And I really think, so I mentioned that I have a full-time job for Mountain America. And what I do for them is business development. And I cover the state of Idaho, Nevada, uh, Montana, part of Utah. So I have a lot of connections. I already have like a very good base of people that I know. I've been super involved with chamber stuff for a long time. Um, I just, I'm, I'm out there in the community a lot. And so when my husband said, well, who are you going to sell things to? And I was like, who am I not going to sell things to? Talking about? <laughs> and, and I think it's just, um, and there are a couple other people that I have found since I've started this locally that do the same thing. Um, but I think just my connections, because if you, if you do go to my website, you're going to find there's like nothing on it because I haven't had time to put anything <laughs> on it there there's a link to the kind community store where um i'm i'm doing kind community merchandise for for them and then i donate a, a portion of those proceeds back to the kind community effort but um that's it that's all that's on there so people are always like well how do i order from you and i'm like just send me a text and i'll put <laughs> <on> my list <laughs> so not wow. the most productive way to do it i'm going to tell you that much right now um but, but yeah, it's just a lot of people sending me messages, mostly through Facebook. I post uh, what I can, when I can on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but that's really been my main sources is word of mouth, people referring me and then just posting pictures. Um, and, and yeah, people saying, oh, I want that. Or I want something like that for my business or for a friend. Yeah. So I, I got a, t a technical question then. I, I know yeah. uh, maybe it was before we started recording. We mentioned that you ha uh, had done some graphic design or, mm -hmm. or um, and um, when someone comes to you and they have their own logo, how do they, yeah. what format do they have to have that in? And if they don't have a logo, do you, with the graphic design background, do you help them create one or do you just sim simple text? How does that work? Um, uh, you know, once they say, yes, I want a pro product and then you, you know, have to agree on what the end product's going to look like. Yeah, no. And, and that actually, I think, um, having that graphic design background has what has been super, super helpful. So, uh, my, <laughs> my grandfather is 75 years old and wants another source of income because he's retired and he just can't sit still. And so he was like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do a laser show. I'm going to buy a laser. You can show me how to use it. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Okay. Here's the thing. I, I think you can definitely learn how to use the machine. Like it's not overly complicated. And I go, the part that you're going to struggle with that I am not going to teach you is the software part of it. Um, I said, I've been using design software, all different types for 15 years now. And I still screw stuff up all the time. Like, because when you have to design a file to be laser engraved, you really have to, so there's been logos people have sent me that I have to like rip the entire thing apart and then put it back together so that this part will engrave and that part won't so that you can get those dimensional um, items in there just because it's not like a color. It's not just like printing it out on, on a sheet of paper where you have different gray tones and you have different colors and um, and you can't do that with a laser. And so it, there, there have been times where people have sent me a logo. And if I didn't have that graphic design or that software experience, I think it would be very difficult for me to help some people because you would try to engrave it and it would just turn out as one big blob, like the whole thing would engrave. Uh, and it's not cute. So, um, so yeah, so people, and usually a vector 
So uh, a vector file of some sort. Yep. So like an illustrated file. Yep. Um, any of those are going to be the best just because they're going to be the the scalable to work with. Yep. Scalable. Okay. So SVGs, yep. Or what I work with mainly that's the, what the laser software likes to work from is an SVG. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, if people like people will send me a screenshot of something they found on their phone and they're like, I want this on a cup. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll make it work. Um, but I think if I didn't have that, that knowledge of how to kind of tear things apart and make them look fine and make sure they're like, yeah, high enough resolution well, um, to make them look good, then that would be excellent. Would be yeah, I know. Because when you're working with companies to say, hey, I need a, uh, an Ill a vector file, and they send you the JPEG and going, well, I guess I'm starting yeah. from scratch based yeah, on Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> this so, is awesome. Yep. Yeah, I've got some ideas with this too. We'll talk about this later on because mm -hmm. our competition is going to expand here, Paul. I know. <laughs> But I, I have a question here, and this is coming up because you, you've mentioned that, you know, if a grandfather wants to learn this, uh, but and you're going through a learning process and you have a resource uh, who's on the other side of the country, mm -hmm. you know, this sounds to me like a wonderful intro class opportunity where somebody who's doing it or breaking into it could then say, hey, anybody want to hear what it takes? You know, not that I'm going to show you everything, but just an intro class. Here's what I'm doing. It's pretty cool. And here's some of the challenges and stuff. I think I think that would be another great way if you want to promote your business, mm -hmm. but also get the word out because, like you said, there's others in the in the community who are kind of curious about it. Mm -hmm. And as, as your business grows, and it definitely sounds like it's going to grow because you've got no time to update your own website. No, nope. this, <laughs> this would be very very helpful for a lot of folks. Have you ever thought about doing some teaching of what you do? Um, I haven't only because. I think I'm still learning. So that first machine that I started out with um, is really what's called more of a hobby laser. Um, and, and that was the reason I bought it. It was pretty much plug and play. Uh, there wasn't a lot that I needed to learn about how it functioned. I basically just needed to learn how to keep it clean. Um, and then just to make sure that my settings were, were right. Uh, learning all the settings for different materials is, is really the time consuming part. But um, then when I upgraded to a professional laser, um, there's a little more that goes into it. And I actually am currently signed up for a class with somebody else just to make sure that I'm like, okay, when they're talking about this, I want to know what part of the machine that they're referring to, or basically so I can self-diagnose if there's ever issues with the machine, I want to know how to fix them. Um, or if I can't fix them that, that I need to reach out. Um, so I, I did that because it, it's also learning a whole new software. So the software that came with that first machine was very basic. Like you, you basically could just use it to like import your design from somewhere else and then send it to the machine. That was all it was good for. So the software that is on my new machine, you can actually design with, and then it has so there's just so much more you can do with it that that's what I'm currently learning is all the different things I can do with my new software. Um, the machines though, I mean, they're, they're they're pretty basic. I mean, there's some pretty key important aspects. You have to know how to line up like your mirrors because um, it's a laser that's coming out one way and then it's coming down another way and another way just to make sure you're getting all those dimensions in. Um, but yeah, as soon as you kind of learn that, like I think I had it kind of up rocking and rolling with it like the second day. I had it plugged in and I was like, okay, I just need to know how to get this baby fired up, how to make sure I know what's going to engrave and 
we're going for it. So um, I actually haven't had a lot of time to do my classwork on the on the class that I'm currently in. I'm just like, oh, I'll figure it out as I go. Why did I even sign up for this? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I definitely have not thought about teaching. Um, I am going to sell. I have a friend who actually has been helping me a little bit on the side and she's been really excited about it and has started her own business. So you should I'll, I'll give you her name. You can interview her next. Right. Um, and she's excited because now she's like, you know, if you ever sell this old machine, I'd love to take it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to sell it. No, I'm getting rid of it. It's it's painful to watch now because it's so much slower than my new right. one. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to sell it to her and kind of show them how to use it so they can get set up and do some stuff for their own business. So I, I got a quick question. It is yeah. a laser. So do you have to wear any sort of safety PPE when you run it? I mean, at the minimum safety glasses or, or is it so plug and play that go, oh no, you just, you know, start it and, and run it. Nope. That's a great question. So the way that these ones are designed, they are enclosed lasers. There's, there's all different types, um, mostly ones that are called diode lasers that are usually sort of just open. Um, with those, you, if you don't have a case, then you do have to wear protective eyewear. Um, they send me protective eyewear. I've never worn it before, but, um, it's, and it's because the way that the case closes on it, like I can't actually get down into an angle far enough to see the laser beam. Um, it comes out of a cone and it just hits the material. And, um, so I, I can't even see, I can see what, uh, looks like a flame because it's just burning stuff in there. But, uh, but the actual laser beam, I can't see. Okay. All right. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Very cool. So, That's a great question, Paul. So, um, you, so you get this machine the first time, and you start using it, and you start making products. Uh, you said your husband was very hesitant about yeah. you getting this machine. So, what does he think about this growing business of yours? So, he actually, about two months into it, apologized to me <laughs> and said, oh. um, "I'm going to eat my words." Uh, you totally proved me wrong. I am really impressed with everything you've been able to do and how fast you've been able to learn and how fast you've been able to just like make money off of it. Um, the, the first time though, it's, it's really hard to kind of nail down your pricing when you first get started because you don't know how long certain things are going to take you. So my very first job, I actually did some little keychains for business women of Pocatello. They had an event and I was like, okay. And I was really thinking like, okay, they want this many and it's going to cost me this much in material. And they're going to put this part on. They wanted, you know, the little metal keychain. They're like, oh, we'll attach those. And so I was like, okay. So it's just like a couple sheets of wood. I can do it for 60 cents a piece or whatever. Super cheap. And then I realized when I started doing it, that it was going to take me like four hours to complete. And so I tell my husband this and he's like, uh-huh. Okay. So basically you're working for $8 an hour. That's what you're telling me right now. And I was like, okay, well, it's my first job and I'm still learning. And he was like, I am naming myself the CFO of your company. And I was like, no, get out of here. Get, I don't want you in here. You, you, you just need to get out and leave me alone. I'm like, I will learn. I'll figure this out. I didn't know it was going to take that long. So he was like, yeah, you're not making any money. <laughs> so no. he, he was a little bit not convinced there at first, but, um, but yeah, now he is. So it's, it's been yeah, great. That's cool. That's cool. Cassie, this has been delightful. Uh, you probably heard our timer go off. So we, oh, we, I didn't. We, okay. Awesome. You know, we reached the end. Uh, it goes by very quickly. It does. But before we do go, um, we'd sure love to have you tell the audience if somebody wants to get information, get information about, hey, hey, can I get some stuff made from you or learn more about it? 
what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? You mentioned text or, or call on you. Do you feel okay giving out your number? So I actually prefer email. Okay. Yeah, if that's okay. I was like, I yeah, can give absolutely. up my phone, but email is the best. Um, so it's Cassie, C-A-S-S-E-Y at amp, A-M-P dash create.com. And we'll have that in the description. Perfect. Thank you. Pretty cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. I, I mean, an opportunity to learn from somebody who's starting a business here in our local area. You know, and it sounds like it's taken off in wonderful, creative ways for you. And the fact that you are are still doing it and you're so busy, uh, I, I think those are all pluses. Congratulations on that. And thank you for Thanks. joining us here on Sweet Talk. Hey, Angela and Paul, uh, I think we got to start wrapping this up. Yeah. We'll yeah. Okay. Here, aren't we? Yeah. So, um, Cassie, just one last thing. Uh, uh, is there any way you could share some pictures of your stuff with us uh, and that maybe we can uh, add it to our post? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That would be great. I'll email them to Angie. Okay, thanks. Yeah. All right. Very so, cool. So, the, Paul, Cassie yeah. of uh, Creative, uh, you know, a great, great podcast. Angela, thank you for uh, suggesting and bringing her on. That This is awesome. Time yeah. to go, guys. I, I learned a lot. I had a lot of, I don't know if you noticed, I had a lot of questions today. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, cool. So, Yes. And if anyone wants to get a hold of us, they can uh, email us at cetrain at isu.edu. Um, you can visit our website to look at our offerings for um, programs and our uh, classes at cetrain.isu.edu. Or you can give the office a call at 208-282-3372. And if you like this podcast and you enjoyed it, please like, share, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, Cassie, for being on. Gary, can never do this without you. Angie, thank you so much thank for you. being here. I really, you know, we're a team. We're a team, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. Yeah, okay. thank you, everybody. All be safe out there.